Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. So hey, what's up everyone? It's the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host Tito and let's jump into it. This podcast, we're taking it back behind the walls. Uh, This is definitely a a prison edition of the podcast and I wanted to talk to y'all about side hustles because that seems to be a really big thing right now um, with so many people... um, either working from home or not working, maybe unemployed right now and trying to figure out ways to make ends meet, blah, 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 right? So one of the things that definitely amazed me, right, um, in prison and in county jail and and getting acclimated to the, to the situation I was in, right, was um, people's ability to create revenue streams for themselves um, where otherwise they they wouldn't have anything right in county jail you don't get paid to do any of the jobs that they have at best you get some food or something extra or cleaning supplies or some freedom but you don't get paid right in prison they have paid jobs but even those i mean top job you're going to get in prison doesn't even pay a dollar right in state prison in california right so you know you you got all that to kind of think about and when i was in prison i'm pretty sure it's higher now but uh, a full drawn canteen so each month you can go to store or canteen right you uh put in a trust withdrawal and if you have the money on your books whatever you put in for it goes into the store for the month And you have, um, based on if you have, you know, a a job or whatever, you're in school, on one of your days off, you can get in on the canteen list, on the worker list. Otherwise, you kind of first come, first serve, or if you pay someone to put you in, you can get up in there and you buy your your, uh, necessities, food, um, hygiene, whatever, right? Uh, And when I was in prison... It started out at 140, 140 bucks is what you could put in. When I left, they were at 180, and I think now they're at 220. Um, mind you, so over the course of a year, you could spend a lot of money in cantina. That doesn't even include packages and and uh, if you need some clothes or whatever, something special, one-off things, or maybe there's a food sale where they have pizzas, KFC stuff like that that they'll sell at a ridiculous price. You know, so. You could spend a lot of money in a year being an inmate, right? So think about it. The best you can do is maybe work full-time hours, actually get paid 40 hours for a week, and you make a whole dollar an hour. So you make $40 a week, right? And then you got restitution, and they take 55% of that. So you're making, you know, (laughs) something around you know, like 38 bucks or something like that. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somewhere around there, 38. No, not 38. Jesus. My math is all wrong. More like 18 bucks. Something to that effect each week. 
So you'd have to save up for months just to be able to go a full draw to store, like buy everything, right? Um, so it, it, it's crazy. So people do side hustles, right? And just like out here, people act like it's the hardest thing in the world. And don't get me wrong, I'm kind of even looking at some potential side hustle stuff. But side hustle, the reality of it is you just do things that other people don't want to do or don't um, or have money that they'd rather trade than to have to do those things. So what are those things? Well, let's talk about them. So I'll start with county jail. One thing is you can run store, right? So what does that mean? It basically means that you buy a bunch of choice products, right? So I used to run store in county jail. So what you do is you stock up on the Zoom Zooms and the Wham Whams. You stock up on soups because everyone eats soups. And then on the uh, chips and uh, the porks, pork rinds and, and uh, like bottles of cheese. Hygiene is always good to have. But if you're going to just open up a store, start with things like candy bars and sweets. Sweets people always freaking want right and then you keep a whole bunch of soups and stuff those are those are the staples of running a store because usually when people are in between going to store and running out of stuff they got a sweet tooth and they really want that and then in alameda county jail santa rita they have kind of like these debit cards where you get money put on your card so everything's out of a vending machine right so it's always great if you stack up on some cards because then you can literally buy people whatever they want and really charge them for that. If, if you're just selling them what you got, like someone wants a honey bun, but you got a pack of freaking brownies, hell, they'll take it. They might not want it. And then you can charge them the regular rate, which is anywhere from if you're hooking them up, you might give them two for three. So in other words, if an item costs a dollar, you're giving them two dollars of product and they owe you three dollars back. But for the most part, the going rate is two for one. So in other words, someone buys a honey bun off you, they got to bring you two honey buns back next draw. Or if they run up a good enough tab, you give them a list and they get you whatever you want. Right. Um, a lot of times when I was running store, <clears throat> My thing would be to get stocked up on the things that I couldn't get in the vending machine. So, like, um, it, it always depended, but usually, like, the bigger bags of pork skins or if there was something special on on, on the canteen list that you couldn't get in the, um, in the vending machines. Like, they would have uh, bags of animal crackers, you know, with the frosting on them and the little... Uh, what do they call those the sprinkles and stuff you know people love those kind of things right so I tell people oh give me 10 bags of those you know and blah 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 and then that way I could use my money for other stuff but running a store allowed me to um, pretty much double up whatever money I had so if somebody gave me 50 bucks like my mom or dad or whatever I, I would make 100 bucks out of it right um, and it would even get to a point where sometimes I would sacrifice eating and indulging just because I knew I could make more money by selling it, right? And yeah, some people bounce out and don't pay you, but you know the 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 shrinkage on it is minimal. <laughs> so needless to say, that that's that's one thing to do. 
people in county jail did tattoos. I'll never forget when I watched a guy melt down chess pieces to make ink to do tattoos, right? Crazy. And I watched like old school manual type tattoos where like they would make their needles and stuff out of whatever they could find, even getting syringes out of the medical areas and stuff. And um, they melt down these chess pieces. And I'm like, oh, my God, people are letting you put burnt up plastic and stuff. And the tattoos would come out good, but they would do like old school Japanese Samoan style where they literally like tap, 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 tap it in. And then some people had Walkmans in county jail. And so they'd be ready to leave and they'd give their Walkman to someone else. And so they'd strip it down and make a tattoo gun out of it. So lots of ingenuity and hustle, right? Um the other thing was just getting people stuff, right? Like uh, somebody want newer clothes or whatever. And, you know, you might have the hookup or people would want extra food. So if you're a, a porter, um, at the end of the night, you got the leftover food, right? So you might bag up a bunch of food and bring it to someone and, you know, they give you canteen or cleaning supplies, you know. And then the other thing was people would get on medication and I did this as well. I was on a, a drug called Cinequan. It was an antidepressant. And um, although I had kind of got over the depression for the most part, it still hit me every once in a while. So I never wanted to get off of it. So I would uh, cheek the meds. You know, they watch you swallow them and you have to open your mouth and show that you, you swallowed them. I just put it in my cheek and spit it out right away before it starts to dissolve and put it in a vitamin bottle. And I'd end up saving up a bunch of them. Well, come to find out, um, I would save them up because I would need them sometimes. Like um, everything would hit me, I'd get stressed out, and I'd take like three or four of them and knock myself out and, you know, sleep through the night. Um, but I ended up like having a whole bunch, and I'll never forget I had this celly. Um, um, and I was going to throw them away because basically my, my pill bottle was full, and I'm like, I don't need this many. He's like, dude, what are you doing, man? He's like, give those to me, man. I'll go make some money. And I was like, what? And he like came back with a bag full of uh, canteen. And I'm like, what in the world? He's like, Psh, dude, these are gold, man. I sold them for a dollar a piece. I was like, what? So then I started selling them. So I guess you could say I was a narcotics dealer in county jail for a little while. Um, but yeah, so those are a few different hustles you can do in county jail. Now, once you get to prison, it's a whole nother thing. Um Going through reception, especially like San Quentin, I was a tier runner for a minute, which meant, you know, I did sweeping and mopping and junk like that. But uh, part of the hustle was getting people stuff. So delivering hot kites, which are basically little letters that are written out between different gangs and different groups um, with information that could get a lot of people in trouble because I was an other um, I was looked at as kind of a neutral party, so I could carry this kind of information back and forth. Um, but I was taking a risk because if I get caught with it, um, I could get validated into that group because I have information pertinent to the gang or whatever, right? I know some of you might be listening going, what in the hell? Yeah, politics in prison. As much as I think politics out here are shot to shit, and prison is just crazy, but... Needless to say, I would I would run kites back and forth. I'd run food back and forth. I'd run uh, other contraband. Tobacco was 
uh, at the time, you could smoke in prison, but not in reception. So contraband, uh, tobacco was contraband. Um, drugs, I'd take drugs or pills or whatever from one place to another. It's just one of those things you do because um, you say no to one person, you got to say no to everyone. So it's just something you do to, to keep your hustle going, right? Um, and then in San Quentin, I, I, I hustled tobacco for one. Uh, I would buy cans of bugler tobacco from the homies on the main line they'd bring it in i'd break it down into bindles which is basically a pinch of tobacco right and um sell the bindles for a soup or two each a soup back then was only 20 cents so you know 20 40 cents for basically enough tobacco to make a real real tiny what we would call a pinner cigarette and I wouldn't even give them any rolling papers, <laughs> so it's pretty stingy. But you know, that was a hustle. And then we would make candy wheels. Now, um, for all you that have been to jail, been to prison, you'd be like, "Oh shit, candy wheel!" So candy wheel, you just bring back. Um, at the time, they were giving out real sugar, right? So you bring back all the sugar. Um, you bring back butter. And you basically got to take like an old tuna can or a roast beef cans were the ideal one because they were big cans, right? So you take your roast beef can and you use your P38, which is a can opener, right? You'd open up everything except a little corner and then you wrap that that lid up and make a stick using a rolled up magazine or newspaper. So now you basically have a, a pot with a handle, right? Um, then you take old milk cartons and... Um, you would wrap toilet paper around them. You make what we call a bomb, which is is a fire bomb. So you light it up and it'll burn like a torch for a while. And you can heat shit up. And you put your bottle. In it. Well, obviously, after you eat the roast beef, you 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 now have a pot you can use and cook and clean and all that stuff. So you put your butter and your sugar in there and heat it up. And you have to have just the right consistency, right? Then you heat it up to where everything's melted down, it's going real strong, it's bubbling. Pour it into a bowl, one of your Tupperware bowls, let it cool down. Once it cools, it makes kind of like a, a, not rock candy, like not hard, but almost like a peanut brittle, right? Now, you could sell those for a few soups a piece and you literally say, I got a candy wheel and you know, you send it out. Then people would put... Um, peanuts in them to make them have you know a little variety you get packs of m&ms and other stuff and mix those in there so you have candy wheel with all kinds of different stuff oh man you could slang those all day right it's, it's just some work to do right then you cook you just get food and stuff either from the kitchen from canteen and make bowls of food and because san quentin like like i said you could literally like cook for real um you know, in the bunks are springs, so you roll up your mattress and you get like barbecue bologna and crap. Yeah, it was just crazy, right? But people make bowls and sell them for a dollar or two, right? And get their canteen and stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, those were some hustles in Quinn. Then when you get to to mainline, mainline, where you're in a prison, you're you're programming, you're doing all that, all kinds of other side hustles, right? Everything from doing people's laundry. And I know some of y'all might think you, you watch TV or a movie and they show like it's a punk, it's a gay dude that does the laundry. That's bullshit. Not to say that there isn't, but 
I'll never forget, we had a big homie, uh, Tunga Joe, man, this big Tungan dude, freaking like six foot five, 300 something pounds, huge dude, older dude, Christian dude, super nice, super polite. Don't get him mad though. This dude was a beast, right? Huge. But he did people's laundry and ironed people's clothes, and he'd do it for homies for free. You know, we'd take care of him, but he would never charge us, but he'd charge all the other races and stuff, right? So I, I washed pretty much all my clothes, but every once in a while I let him iron because he, he'd have it look like you sent your clothes to to the dry cleaner. But anyway, um, so that's one thing, washing, washing and ironing clothes for people. Um, once again, depending on where you work, if you work canteen, you might charge someone to get their, their ID in line so that they can go to store. If if you work in the kitchen, you're slanging food. If you're a porter or janitor, whatever you want to call it, custodial engineer, you know, you're getting cleaning supplies, paper towels, toilet paper, whatever is needed, right? You're slanging that. Uh, I've worked in Lens Lab for years. So a big thing in Lens Lab was stealing the frames and then making people glasses. Now, sometimes you you were making script glasses, right? We would get someone's prescription and literally make them a pair of glasses. I also made people on the streets glasses. Um, like, hell, I, I made some glasses for some family members, you know. I had them send their scripts in and, and I would make the glasses and bring them into visiting and give them to my parents and my parents would take them out. Um but some of the big sellers for the yard, people wanted glasses to look cool when they went into visiting and stuff, right? So that was one thing. You make glasses, you might tint them. You know, we could tint all different colors. Like, we had a huge lab. So the other thing was for a lot of the, especially gang members, they want sunglasses but tinted in their colors. And to this day, I still don't know why they didn't confiscate a lot of these glasses that were on the yard but i mean we'd have dudes with tinted you know blood red glasses with you know the the deep blue glasses for cribs and then you know or or they might be a um i, I got really into the tinning so i would tint out glasses where there they would be a a transitional lens so they would get darker but then they would already have like a red hue to them with like an amber coat underneath and then they transition all black in the sun like i would make some crazy shit when it came to 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 different colored lenses and i actually still have some glasses there in storage i'm hoping they're not all broke but i i probably brought out like 10 sets of glasses that i gave to my parents and that i still have to this day i don't really wear them but you know, I just hold on to them because I made them. <laughs> anyway, so other hustles, once again, cooking for people. I made a ton of money cooking for people. And one of my biggest businesses was, uh, I jokingly called it Tito's Burritos, but it was Tito's Chimichangas. So I would fry up two chimichangas. And mind you, a good, like a small fist, like a probably a... A, a young teenager's fist size so they, they were a good amount but it'd be a tortilla rolled up filled with rice meat beans cheese and deep fried like man i would no matter how many i made i could have made a thousand of them i will sell them out uh and i and i did them super cheap too that's why they sold so quick they were good best quality stuff you could get and i sold two for a dollar 
And some people would buy like 20 30 $40 worth. I'd just bring them bowls after bowls of them. And then they would, I would give them a list for canteen. Um, I, I would hustle the hell out of it. And the, the cold thing was, you know, like 80, 70, 80% of the ingredients were free because I stole them out of the kitchen. <laughs> the tortillas, the cheese, uh, the rice, the beans, I all got out of the, the, the kitchen. So the only thing I was adding in was the meat. Um, and, and, you know, I, I put a pinch of meat in each one, but enough to make them really good. So anyway, um, other hustles were protection, like straight up just punking people out of their shit, right? Um, typing and doing legal work. Um, it always amazed me that people would pay people to do legal work that couldn't get themselves out of prison, but that's another story. But typing, like I had a typewriter and I, I had a few people because I could type really fast and I was good at it. And I had kind of a, I, my typewriter had memory, so it would save a few pages. So I could work on something, and if I printed it out and it wasn't good, I could tweak it because it was, it was in memory. So that was a hustle I did every once in a while, but for the most part, I'd either do it for free or I just wouldn't do it. Um, also, like, getting people stuff, like dope and everything else, like, so many different hustles. But though that just, I've just literally been talking for 20 minutes about different jail hustles but my point is if these dudes behind bars because there's there's nothing else like it's just you either gonna do something or you're not gonna have anything right so when we're sitting out here and you're sitting in your house watching your freaking big screen flat screen tv and you got your freaking ipad yourself your smartphone and your laptop all in front of you and you're sitting there crying like a little bitch because you can't figure out a side hustle man get the fuck out of here if you really want a side hustle you're gonna create it and the best advice i can give you is go with something you know like there's all kinds of drop shipping crap there's being a, a facebook advertiser like if you have a drone and you take really good drone pictures market that shit and start slanging your footage like get realtors to pay you get other people to pay you if you're good at taking pictures get someone to pay you to go in and take pictures of their house and bedazzle them up so that they can sell their house and and hell worst case scenario tell them i'll do it on a commission when your house sells like pay me 200 300 bucks whatever right like if, if you're good at writing Get someone to pay to write, uh, what is it, Fever or whatever it's called, Fiverr or whatever it's called, where you can go on there and put some shit up. Uh, they got 3D printers now. I've been actually looking at that. I, I love to get one just to play around with it. But more importantly, you can use it as a hustle, right? You can start making some, uh, and sorry, I did, I'm 100% all with the Black Lives Matter. This is going to sound like I'm kind of picking at it, but I'm not. It's just opportunity where you can do it. Even Trump, for that matter, right? Make some face masks for Black Lives Matter or shirts for Trump or Black Lives Matter. You know, pick on what's hot topics right now and just put some shit out there. And there's tons of ways to do it. Drop shipping. Yeah, you might have to come out of the pocket, but a lot of these things you can start with 100 bucks or less and just put your toe in the water. And if you start making a little money, hell, wouldn't an extra 500 bucks a month be nice? My point is this. Um, hell, hell, you can get a hot dog cart and go sit on the corner by the bus stop and slang hot dogs half a day, you know, go out in the morning, go out in the afternoon when people come back and make straight cash. So anyway, my point is this, 
don't sit and talk about it. Freaking sit, research, invest, and be about it. So, if you ain't got a side hustle but you want one, get off your freaking hands and get one. And if these fools that you probably look down on, these convicts or ex-convicts and all that, were in there grinding their ass off, making money where you couldn't, don't get mad. Get smart. So get you a side hustle. Just don't go to prison to figure this shit out. Anyway, this is Tito. Hope you all have a great week. And I love you all. Keep listening, share, get me some more followers. And I'll promise to put out some more content. All right, y'all be safe.